Hi. Hello. Hola. Oh, yeah, do. Greetings and blessings. It is December 3rd. 2022 yes we are finally in the most festive month of the year oh my god 2022 is flying up so quickly but we say good morning good evening good afternoon good night welcome to another episode of power nugget with rth as you heard, I am Michelle T. Henry, and we give you your dose of power nugget with RTH to go through your day if you're having a very rough day or you just want a company, you had a bad week and you want a reliever, um... You want something to start your day off on the right footing or just to relax and want somebody to talk to. Well, perhaps this is the podcast for you. Don't be afraid to follow me on Instagram at Richard underscore T underscore Henry. And for all things Power Nugget with RTH related, you can follow us at Power Nugget with RTHJA. We are looking forward to your support and thank you for it in advance. Want to know more of what we do? Then grab your snack, grab your wine, grab your water, grab your comfort food, and here's your intro. Followed by your guest intro. Yes, my love, me have guests. Here's your intro. Have you ever stopped to want to think what life is like with a disability? Greetings and salutations, my friend. I am Rochelle T. Henry, and it will be my pleasure to take you down that journey where we will discuss life lessons, stories, testimonies, and everything in between while we keep it real with no scripts, just vibes. So grab your popcorn and come along for the ride. This is Power Nuggets with RTH. She is a Paralympian, two-time recipient of the RDR Female Para-Athlete, a certified job coach, 2015 awardee for Internet Income Jamaica, a disabilities advocate, and an early childhood educator. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and aspires to be a motivational speaker and a disabilities consultant. In her spare time, she enjoys creating learning materials for children. Let's roll with the Phoenix on Wheels, Dana Gay Weller. All right, so welcome to Power Nugget. On the other side, in the guest chair, we have Dana Gay Weller, and today we will be rolling with the Phoenix on wheels. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Dana. How are you doing? I'm doing well for the most part. Can't complain. I'm here, still of life. Once there's life, there's hope. True, true. Good to know. Uh, so my first question is, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. All right, so I was, I was born in Kingston. 
I was the most people don't know that I was not born with a disability. I was born able bodied. But okay. at age of three, that's when my mother found out that something was wrong comparing to I have an older sister, so she noticed there was a difference. Mm-hmm. So that's where the whole disability started at age three. And I've been up and down. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I was asking which um disability was it? Were you dying? All right, so the, the disability doesn't really have a diagnosis. There's a prognosis oh, oh. of muscular dystrophy. But it's oh. each time I see a doctor, they would say no, it's not muscular dystrophy. So I don't have a diagnosis. Okay, so it's not straightforward. No. All right, continue. Yes. So at age three, she noticed the difference. She has been bringing me to doctor. They keep saying that it's delayed in um, development and things will work itself out. Till eventually, they realized that something was wrong. So I've been back and forth from Children's Hospital to UA Hospital. Um, so that's it. I went through the normal school system, the normal education system. Mm-hmm. I did not go through special ed school. I went to the normal school system. And I okay. think that has helped push me further in wanting to do more. But right. that has really helped me. Yes. Okay, so tell pretty me. Much, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. So pretty much that's it. I came back to St. Elizabeth after a while, did my GSAT. In St. Elizabeth, went to Hampton School for Girls, then nice. back to Kingston to UA, then back to the country. So, okay. All right. So, how was um, life in the education system as a as a dis a disabled student going to a normal school? How was the structure? How was the mindset? All right. So. I would say pretty much I was, I consider myself blessed where that was concerned. And for, um, I appreciate, I tell my mother every day that I appreciate her for sending me to the normal school system, even though at one point in high school, the guidance sponsor was telling her to send me to a special school. Right. But I think where, where disability and inclusion is concerned, it has to be a part on the teachers as well. And I was pretty much accommodated at every school I went to, they went above and beyond, especially my high school. I did seven years there. I did seven years there, and they went above and beyond to ensure that I got the same as my peers. They put in the ramp, they did the necessary, even. I remember when I was going to fourth and fifth form, we did it necessary to ensure that I was on the fifth form block. So it was good. And That's I had, I had really wonderful I had, to hear. I had caregivers, and the school was responsible for paying the caregivers. So I always talk about my high school experience when talking about it. And then I went to UWE. UWE was also good. They did the same before I started. I went in and they did the changes they need to do. They put into place what they need to put into place. Before the semester starts, I would give my subject and then they would, for example, if a class was upstairs, they would do the necessary to bring the class back downstairs. I put in the RAM, if a RAM could be put. Okay, that's really wonderful to hear. I'm happy to hear that as a person with disability, you were able to navigate the the normal school system because for many of us, um, that that's not a reality. Well, I know for me, for me, my mother could not find when it was time for school. My mother could not find a school to to put me because you know she was very worried about. Yes. Um, the accommodations so, and stuff. Yes. So my mother was worried to not support you, but it so happened that when I did GSAT, I just 
moved to the country. I never know about a school named Hampton. And I remember my primary school teacher saying to me, put Hampton, put Hampton as your first choice. And God would have put it that Hampton School has a bus system. I passed for Hampton. So you know, the bus system was there. So Wonderful. everything worked itself out. It wasn't all smooth at first, but then eventually things were put, in, put into place so that I could be accommodated. And my peers were good. They were all good. And I had I had two caregivers. So I remember teachers used to take my notes at first. I could bring recording class. So they would take the notes for me and I was also allowed to take a recorder in the class. So that you could record the, the lesson while they <laughs> gather the notes for you. That's really wonderful. Um oh, and that's I know Yes, at go ahead. Way, I was going there. At, at that's you. A lecture would do the same. I would get the notes. Apart from, I know that the sessions are online. I would get the notes printed out as well. So it was, I, I can't complain. I must say it was good. That's wonderful. Uh, so tell me, what what's your interest like? What are you currently doing? All right, or so what have you, you planned to do? I studied psychology at UWE, mm -hmm. but currently, I so I'm, in the, I'm in education, I'm in early childhood education. Nice. But you know, with a psychology degree, normally you have to do a master's or a PhD to become a psychologist. Yeah. But also the degree is flexible where there's multiple jobs that you can do with the degree. So I'm currently in early childhood. Okay, I so am you... really interested in anything that has to do with special needs. Like I'm looking into becoming a consultant for persons with disabilities. So that's something I really want to go into. The consultant would be on the part of, for example, an employer wants to employ somebody to somebody with a disability and they want to know what to put in place. They could come mm -hmm. or help them the whole process. Mm -hmm. And also providing services to the persons, persons with disability themselves. Okay. Uh, what sparked your interest? Why, why that career field? So it was between psychology and philosophy. All right, but growing up, persons, even when I don't know them, would always come to me telling me what they're going through even if I don't know them. And also in the family, I'm the one who people always come to and want to talk to. And so I'm always interested in the minds of persons as to why they behave a certain way they behave. Because I'm always at like, the problem solver. And I always yeah, want yeah, to I can solve the problem. Yes. So that's what sparked my interest in the whole psychology. So it was between psychology and philosophy. But psychology was the first choice, and I got to for the first choice. Okay. So within high school, then, you said you, you did the humanities subject? I did business. Oh, you did, did business. business? I did business subject, oh. Spanish, agriculture. Yes. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned that you... Well, you mentioned, and I personally know that you are an advocate for persons with disabilities. What exactly, apart from what you do know, what exactly do you do regarding that, and how has the both of them collided? All right, so as I, I, for me, I think anybody can become an advocate. Because it's really lending your voice to a space that you align with and have an interest in. Okay. And I always tell persons with disabilities to be their biggest advocate. Yes. And so, because most of the persons who I know with disability in my circle, they're not, they're not as, you say, fortunate as I am. Mm -hmm. So that's how I start lending my voice to the space. I also used to 
peer guidance counselor at Isabel School, where when I went there, I saw how much the students there wanted to model me. And right. so from there, I see it as a responsibility to be an mm -hmm. even greater advocate for persons with disability. I normally do presentation at disability conference. I remember doing one when it was education because not many persons with disability go through the normal mainstream education system. Right, so right, right. Most are present. Yes. So I gave a presentation on that at a disability conference. And last year, I also did one on disability and sexuality. Okay. Conference. And pretty much, I help people with disability everywhere I go, whether it's helping them to get registered with the council, helping them through the process of getting their school fees paid, just about mm -hmm. providing whatever information you know regarding disability and where they can go. That's really wonderful. Uh, what do you do in your spare time? What do I do in my spare time? At one point, I used to read a lot, and I must admit, I don't read a lot again. Pretty okay. much, I don't even watch TV. I would say, what do I do in my spare time? Mostly research on how to be a better, how to become better, how to be a difference, how to make and make a difference and create an impact. Mm -hmm. So pretty much my time is spent on the computer, on the phone, looking at things, how to do things differently, how to learn stuff which I could do this. Because I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I don't either. I don't watch TV. Probably you I, can share with me some of the things you do for fun because I don't watch TV. Well, sure. I I I mostly listen. I mostly listen to music. Uh, I write. Writing is one of my escapes. Uh, I sing when I'm listening to the music. So pretty much, what well, you um you mentioned right, and I must say, I write a lot. My phone and my book is full of things. I remember attempting several times to write a book about my life and I'll take each time I start, I pause. I am yet to really just sit and just write. But I still have the information written. Because that's something I want to do as well. I want to write a book. Not just a book about my life, but like a children's book regarding disability. And loving yourself as a person with Probably somebody would listen to this podcast and just tell me that book. Uh, yeah, hope I hope so too. Uh, I'm also into writing. I after I'm writing my book, I don't want to say how soon it will come out. <laughs> yes, but because. Each time I start, I stop. So, yes. mm -hmm. um, when when that process is complete, is complete. Mm -hmm. And oh, one more thing I do. Um, mm -hmm. I like to create stuff on the computer. So, for instance, I'm playing with Canva, learning to create different books, different journals, journal covers, and stuff like that. So I'm a creative. I like to create stuff on the computer. So I'm currently learning how to create those stuff and how to get them out there, like on Amazon. I also create children's chart, educational chart. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are things that are fun to me. <laughs> those are stuff I do for fun. Okay. Uh, what has the response been from your family about this advo um, 
advocating then all right to be honest pretty much i'm not sure if it mm -hmm. is as because they don't see me as a person with a disability but my family is not yeah it's really involved in the whole process of disability and pretty much i think most of them don't even understand the whole disability thing mm -hmm. and so yeah awesome so, i don't think they understand well, it so they don't yeah. really partake as much yes well for me for me ah. Uh, my family loves to see me doing things and um they know that for me I embrace I embrace my I embrace but it's not a part of me but I embrace it mm -hmm. because it's it's just my life I mean I don't I, I don't know anything outside of my conditions i don't know what it is like yet to to walk or so it's pretty much it's the same thing for me but they understand and they know that i will always be supporting persons with disabilities because again um i i started out at a special head school then mm -hmm. I went to Hope Valley and then I went to Mona High. Um so they understand that I've been I've been doing this for years. This is something that I I've seen, I've lived, I've interacted with. So yes. they kinda of have an understanding and I'll say when the support comes, it comes. Um they love well most of them love to see when i put myself out there you know they cheer for me a lot um yeah so i do get the why are you doing this keep on doing so i do get a mixture of and i because know again, i think the whole notion around deep asks why are you doing it because even sometimes when people with disability themselves they ask that because they will come down to saying we're not getting any help you're wasting your time so those mm -hmm. are normal response i get towards what i'm doing especially from persons with disability because majority of them even though they want the change, they don't want to partake in the process. They don't want to speak. Part of the change, yes. Yeah, they don't want to speak. I understand. And again, I understand the, the, the whole notion or the reason behind them not wanting to speak because they don't. They probably don't want anybody to pity them. But again, I've come to... I've come to the conclusion, hey, this is something that we all want. And if we don't speak, nobody else will for us. Exactly. And right right now, there's a greater platform to speak than back in my days. Because back in my days, when I was, I never, I, I think I was the only person in the world with disability. I never really had anybody to look up to to say, I want to be like that person. Mm -hmm. It was when I went to UWE, it's the first time being around persons with disabilities. So I've never been in a space with persons with disabilities. It was all new to me. Yeah. So, but now you have where you're seeing more and more persons with disability. You have social media exposed to a lot of things. So now should be a better time for them to use their platform to advocate. Because I, I, they have easy I access. Agree. Yeah, the app. And we all should it. work. Yes, and we all should work to making things a little different than how yeah. it was back in our time. So I can't sit and say, oh, when it was my time, I never have this, so I'm not going to do that. 
as mm-hmm. that just would not make sense. You are going to think about who is who is going to come ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I un- as I said before, I understand the whole ne- the whole notion of not wanting anybody to pick you. But again, you have to come to a point where you say, "No, this is something that I want," and that's one of the reasons why I even started this platform. Because I just, I just felt like majority of the stuff um, is not inclusive, and I wanted yeah. to, I wanted because a lot of people, as much as a lot don't want to share the story, a lot of people want a space where they can come and they can talk and they can relate, and so yes, that's I think, that's another reason why I, think- I started this. And I applaud you for that. I really, really do. Because again, Asia was our strong point. And this is something that I wanted to start for a while. But then I to myself, I'm like, what I can't. Everybody has strong points. To myself, I'm saying, what I can't. I'm not a vocal. I don't have the voice to be speaking so long. And so regardless of not everybody has strong points. I coined this mantra that do it how you can until you master it. So I remember I used to be afraid of, speak, of speaking in public because I speak very soft. And sometimes when I speak for long, my voice starts cracking. So yeah, I was back yeah, down yeah. from everything to do with public speaking. And then eventually I say, but this is how I speak. And then I listen to other people out there. Not everybody out there speaking of a perfect voice. And you all have to yeah. start from somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. And in and in practicing speed in practicing speaking, it strengthens yes. your voice. It it does. It strengthens because when when I started this, I I was like I grinned at my own voice, and a lot of my listeners will probably relate to this. I grinned a lot at my own voice, and over time when I continuously do it, I, I realize that it's getting better. So you really have to just start when you're scared. Yes. Understand that understand that you won't get everything perfect or everything mm-hmm. won't be perfect all at once. But you just mm-hmm. have to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. As your voice is pretty clear to me. I like it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And again, um, when I speak, especially in public, I do get, I do get um, stage fright. Because, yeah, I do get I think, stage fright. Because I remember, I think in sixth form, I remember, yeah, I, I remember in sixth form, like. Every time I had presentations to do and my teacher would just call upon me, even if I know that she would, as soon as I as soon as I go, as soon as I go up, um my voice will just completely gone or it start cracking. Yes. Or something. That's what happened and, to me. <laughs> right. And one of the one of the ways I I overcome that is just volunteering to do it. So I have this I have this notion of I enjoy teaching. So if you read any of my writings, you would you would see or you would recognize that I try my best to break down things because clarity for me is is key. I want you to understand I want you to understand what I'm trying to bring across. So even mm-hmm. as to do some some persons, it would be irrelevant for me to go all the extreme. But for me, I don't want to leave any any stones on any any possible stones unturned. So exactly. mm-hmm. I break it down to the finest stone. And that yes. really came from that really came from me just just practicing. I mean, my social studies teacher 
would basically give out assignments and sometimes I'll be the only one who who does it and or who did it. And she would just <laughs> encourage me to come up. And that's really how I I started speaking that's- a lot. But I realized that as I got into I got into sixth form, I still had it in me. But as I yes. said again, the whole stay when you're not doing it for a while, yes, it will come back. So I do understand people being afraid and conscious of the fact that, oh yeah, I'm speaking and whatever. But you just have to make up your mind. This is something that I want. You have to start the revolution. Because again, if you don't do it, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. Correct. And what I also realized is that when you be you and speak how oh, you speak and not wanting to be somebody else, you do people it will well. Yes. yes. And you will find that people will people will support regardless yes. of because I've had people say to me, oh, you're so inspiring. And I'm like, really? Like, okay. I I have to say that I, I can accept it. No. Like, I just, I, I just, have, to, I just have to tell myself that it's, it's just my impact reflecting. Yes. So. That's what I was going to say. I prefer the word impact or influence than inspire mm-hmm. because we see ourselves different from how they see us mm-hmm. that is why we don't like the word inspire because how they look at it is that we're inspiring is that oh you're so inspiring they're looking at it as oh you have a disability and you're doing that but that's right. not how we look at it because i know i have a problem with accepting that is something i'm trying to get over to accepting when people would say praise but commend me compliment i yeah I, i'm not i don't know how to accept it i don't know how but i'm trying to and i understand and you know a part a part of that is um a part of that is really you don't want to allow it to seem as if you are self-praising yourself um yes. because you grew up hearing that self-praise is no recommendation i also think a part of it is especially when i go into new space because persons don't know my ability when they mm-hmm. see you do stuff the reaction they give and the praise and compliment they give mm-hmm. i think anybody will tell you and i also like to stay i will advocate and i will talk and i will do things what i don't like to you, you don't like the spotlight. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't like upfront spotlight. Even, for example, my birthday is coming and it's the day of my birthday that I'm going to say it's my birthday. And they'll say, so you never said we said birthday a long time, so we could do this and that. So, But I'm gradually learning. Somebody said to me the other day, it's time for you to start receiving and stop giving. Because I'm always yes. giving. So I'm yes. learning. So it's okay. Time for you to receive. Mm-hmm. And the part of that too is that we are we are sometimes the loudest voice in other people's circle. Because for yes. me, I I am not afraid of giving a compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, not me. <laughs> when when you do something good, I'm going to tell you I am. Proud of you. Like I'll just sit, I'll just sit and and celebrate, just celebrate you, even if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I pride myself in doing that. I pride myself in keeping promises. That if I tell you that I'm going to do something, it doesn't it doesn't matter how long I take to do it. Mm-hmm. Once I that's, once that's I tell I you. That yes. Once I tell you that I'm going to do something, I'm going to I do it. my word. That's exactly who I am, and that is how the person comes. 
that is why the person said to me, it's time for you to start receiving and giving. Because I'm always, and even if I can't do it, I'm going to reach out to somebody on your behalf to do right. it for you. Right. Yeah, I I have to keep I have to keep my yes yes all birthdays and and special occasions. I don't know. People ask me how I do it. It's a it's a imaginary calendar in my head. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they say when you lose one sense, you you get another one greater. Because yeah, we're gifted at. Yeah, because and it's not like it's not like I write down yes. things. I don't necessarily write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you tell me that your birthday is X time, yeah, I will always time. remember. And a lot of people, a lot of people ask me, "How do you do this?" I I I just don't know, and I am willing to. I am willing to celebrate your wins. Yes. And sometimes I recognize that people don't celebrate, or people probably don't have the don't always they don't always remember, but because. I am, me, that I, think... friend... Go ahead. I, Go ahead. I am that friend who will who will say to you, hey, um you did this a year ago today. I realize when I see it on your page, I realize you're always sharing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I and it's it's not purposeful. Yes. And it's just something that I have within me. Like I just have to, I just have to celebrate. I can't, I can't sit still and recognize that you're doing something great, and I don't wish to. Like it's just, it's just a part of me. It's my makeup, and that's a good quality to have because not many people can celebrate other persons, especially if they are not at that point in your life as yet. They don't see it fitting to celebrate. Yeah, so milestones and all of those things. And I'll be the person who who will check up on you. Like you mm-hmm. you could you could be that person we might not be able to talk for a year. But I'll be that person to be like, How you're doing? Mm-hmm. How things, how how is life treating you? Because I don't know. I I credit my grandparents for that, but I don't I, I don't just think that it's them alone. Yes. I just think that I'm I am that friend that yeah man, I'm going to ask you how you're doing. I'm going to tell you that you don't have to respond to me right away. But once you have time you can talk to me like exactly. and that friend who, same thing who you can call on for any help i remember a friend reached out to me last week and she said she called me and she said they now have an idea and i know i can always count on you and i know mm-hmm. when whatever i'm going to do i need on my team and yeah mm-hmm. so i'm that person who you can always count on and i'm going to come through for you because i'm big on that and so it hurts because the Bible speaks of it. A man who keeps his word, and so I'm speaking in my word. When persons don't come through with their promises or words, it kind of throws me away. I kind of feel away about it, and I look at them differently. But yes, for me, that's also something that. I struggle, but I also understand. No, I'm not going to say I'm not going to understand you. And if you have a valid reason, a valid explanation to tell me that so and so and so, then I understand. But right. I think it is, it's, it's important we keep our word because you just might never know. Example, mm-hmm. if you're going to call me, call. Because you just might never know what's happening that minute when I sit there waiting on the call and you don't call. 
or things to say that XYZ. Yes. Because if if you realize that in book in booking this chat really, um I had a set time. Yes. But I I wanted to make sure that both of us had both of us had clear schedules where we could accommodate without yes. yeah so even when i was running late a while ago you realized that the first thing i said to you was apologies for running late even though yes. i know that you probably don't mind but it's it's just a part of me for me i'm going to show up even if i'm five minutes late because i know that especially anything can happen to anybody but especially for our lives with a disability you can mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and you're getting ready to go to work and something just happened that throws you off throw your back push back your time and so, for me, I'm always considerate of those things. Yeah, and in, you know, you know that's a it's a it's a very it's a very big thing for me because I am empathetic. So, me too. Once, and sometimes being an empath can be hard. It is because you wake up one minute, you feel happy. And next minute, somebody does something or somebody says something, and it just it just throws you completely off. Yes. And you don't feel like you just don't feel like carrying on with your day. Mm-hmm. Like you, I can end this chat right now. Yes. And somebody in my whole. Ho- Household starts an argument. I don't want it to happen. But somebody, I initially could feel that that will happen before it even happens. That's so kind of, the same thing because that's how I am too. Because you just, for me, when you're not in your own space, especially when you're at a certain age and there are things you want to do, it, it becomes difficult. And so for me, the timing when you were ready to come on this was just the right timing for me. Because I think there are some things that sometimes even our parents don't understand that not because we have a disability, we're still, we still do want our space, mm-hmm. our time, and it's for yeah. them not to take it as anything different. Just look at it as how, how other siblings would want their space and their time. And mm-hmm. so I find that coming a big challenge where that is concerned, the understanding that, yeah, I have a disability, but I still do want the things that everybody else wants. So the time when you're available and come on was just perfect. And no, not, I'm no, no, that I'm not going to hear any noise, any talking, any, because, yeah. Well, I mean, my in this present moment right now, my background is a bit noisy just now, but it's not it's not a big deal. I mean, I have my earphones, so it, it kind of eliminates some of the some of the sounds. But yeah, that own space story, I I can relate, especially since the pandemic. Because I've been, I've always been a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. I've been a, I've been an only child for sixteen years for my mother, mm-hmm. and I, I know what it's like to have my own space or to not really have my own space, but appreciate yeah, but my, yeah. my own company. Coexist and appreciate your own company, yes. Mm-hmm. So, when 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 my sister came, no, it's just like it wasn't hard because I mean, she's she's a bit she was a baby at the time, mm-hmm. so I'll use school as an escape. So, even since COVID, no, where everybody had to stay inside. I find I find I find me just spending my time a lot on social media, 
just to take my mind off just to take my mind off everything spending my time a lot on social media building relationships probably not immediate in the yes. immediate circle but virtually building friendships building connections networking is good and not so good when you're finished yeah so i find myself just priding myself in building my connections um i spend a lot of time in my room if i don't have to go outside i i, I just don't yes yeah if i don't have That's to go outside I, I just don't that's how I am as well. And networking is good. I have fallen off where that is concerned big, big, big time. I mean, when I left Kingston and moved to Mandeville, it was a shock for me because you just don't have that access as you have in Kingston here. Mm-hmm. And even to now, I still haven't fully adjusted. And the people are different. When I was in Kingston, people were more open to um assisting me and helping me and wanting to be around me mm-hmm. here it's not like it's not like that here and i'm someone who was always involved in things in kingston then we go yeah, back, going more back to, yes it goes back to accessibility here i am yet to find something to get involved in because most places and things that you'd want to be in are not accessible and right. so I found out big time where um, networking is concerned because anybody who listen to this and know me from you, please call me, walk boat. Because I was involved in ethical, we can't think of. Mm-hmm. I, was, I just made myself, myself out there and network. Flexible. Yes, mm-hmm. and networking a lot of people. I met a lot of people. I was involved in a lot of things. And then, yeah, so I'm trying to get back there so that's what i'm currently doing trying to get back to that well because i also i'm interested in motivational speaking and i I did a couple like a graduation Mm -hmm. but when i just moved here the network i built while in kingston that person would often call on me to um to participate and present that sessions and seminars and i wasn't able to fulfill them because the back and forth transportation and all that and so yeah yeah and it's it's similar because for example in high school i'm used to getting up traveling to school doing everything in school so i was involved in club all of that coming home and then the cycle just continues yes. uh because of time because of the timing i had to just dedicate myself to one club and when i decided to do the double club thing it just didn't work out because of the, the timing and again yes. I had to, I had to consider the time of my parents as well. Yes, for them to pick so, up. Mm-hmm. I'm now, I'm now going in the college space where I entered in COVID. Yes. So the online thing was very much suitable. Mm-hmm. And then now that that COVID is is practically done. Yes. Um. I and everybody's going back face to face or transitioning to the face to face. I am still stuck at home. Why? Because of accommodations. Accessibility, yes. And that would then trust me, my university days was three of the best years in my life. In terms of there was where I learned a lot about myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Being away from home on your own, I learned so much about myself. I developed so much independence. 
That's wonderful. It was great. It's an experience. Yes, it's a disability based and mobility is there. They should try and experience. Yeah. So, it's wonderful. Uh, so, yes, I, in this space where I am fully online, while most of the population is. It's face to face. Yes. So they, they can't. Uh, the school doesn't have any access at all. No. Because I I went there since week last week mm -hmm. to pick up my identification card from last year, and I I could definitely see the reason it was a lot of stairs and all of that. So it what it's not really. And I'm hoping that after, I said this to somebody the other day that after I leave, they can put things in place for other persons with with disabilities to access. Yes, but uh, um, as I was saying, what they would normally do is for the semester starts, they will take our courses. So they could go ahead and make preparation while we're on holidays. And so they go back there with the ramps erected. And if ramps could not go where the class is, then they would ship the classes. Initially, in truth and in fact, the principal did say that they don't accommodate. But because they had the online facility, then I could access. Which is fine, but the whole the whole college the whole college lifestyle on campus, going out in the mornings coming, I don't have that. I don't mind it. I don't mind it because, as I said again, I'm used to my own company. Yes. So that's one of the that's one of the blessings in disguise from this experience. Me being able to be home, be in classes, doing promotion for the podcast, being on social media. So if you realize that. Even on my social media spaces, I kind of share the behind the scenes of being an online student. Yes, I realize. I follow you. I follow you, man. <laughs> I'm always following you. Yes. So, but as you said, you hope when you leave, they can put things in place because the other day, somebody. When he was at dorm, I was speaking at you, and somebody called to say that the dean was speaking about me. They were saying that the dean was speaking about the first set of students who came in. They were coming in a wheelchair, and where they had to move to do what they were doing. Yes, and you is a international student. So before we go, we went down to my bathroom because I live in hall. Right. We um set up the bathroom different where I could access it if they had to change a lock. To a bigger lock so I could hold it, so I could grip it. If they had to lower the load myself in my room so I could reach it, they went up. Okay, so before before I go or before we end this episode, uh, I want you to leave 
a power nugget, as I call it, a word of encouragement to anybody who is trying their best to navigate life with any disability at all. Um, just a word to to push them, to encourage them to keep on going. Well, like I mentioned to you in the beginning, none of us all have it figured out. But for myself, I coined the mantra. Apart from the fact that I live by, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, I also coined the mantra that says, do it how you can until you master it. In that way, I know that I'm not going to do things like how everybody else do it. So like I was telling our friend yesterday, if it is that I have to crawl to do something that I want to do, to reach the reach something then that's what I'm going to do until I'm able to get up and I want to encourage persons of your Try not to compare yourself with other persons because that's something I realize that's beginning to the community. When you put comparison Lena, you're breaking up. You hear me? Yeah, your background is getting a bit noisy. No, man, I'm alone. I'm here alone. Yeah, man. Yes. Go ahead, no. Yeah, I'm here. So what I'm saying, what they should do is don't compare themselves to anyone else. But just do whatever they are doing, how they can. It's always good to reach out to other persons and seek help. Don't be ashamed of seeking information because that's real. That's another thing that persons with disabilities don't learn from each other. Because for me, I'm asking them how they you can learn from you. can always go back and what social media so just what I and try to be this. QA airspace is all they are trying to say. Okay, so thank you very much for showing up for me in this podcasting space on Power Nugget with RTH. I hope that somebody was encouraged, was impacted by you sharing bits and pieces of your journey and they are they are encouraged to speak out and do all the things that you encourage to do. Continue being um the Phoenix on wheels. Where where the, before yeah where did that come from being the phoenix on wheels okay my name is changed i don't know phoenix anymore i know phoenix it falls and it rises so mm -hmm. basically that's how the whole phoenix concept came in not every day i'm feeling up so that's where that came from. No, who's in our okay. car? All right. For having me as well. And I'm looking forward for the podcast to release so I can listen to my voice and to, oh, but <laughs> I hope so too. In the drug arts. All right. Don't eat just okay. it. Okay. In mathematics. In
Is there a child between the ages of 6 to 18 years? Are you looking for a school that is able to give your child more than what you pay for each term? Well, introducing to you Western STEM Academy. They offer full-time online and face-to-face classes for students in grades 1 to 11, evening classes, extra classes, tech and sister classes. Reach out to them today on Instagram at Western STEM underscore Academy. Call or WhatsApp 876-886-3859 or visit their website at westernstemacademy.com Excellent results guaranteed. Western STEM Academy, dedicated to excellence. Until next time, my friends, I am Richard C. Henry, reminding you to let your light so shine before men that they might see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And remember that somebody loves you.